This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour open-line talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. To express your viewpoint, please call 804-754-1988. That's 804-754-1988. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. One has called it the end of history. The end of history as we know it. What is this talking about? Another calls it the end of an era. What in the world are we talking about? Well, friends, we're talking about what euphemistically is called a great reset. We shall have world government whether or not we like it, declared James Paul Warburg back in 1950, speaking before the United States Senate. The only question, he said, is whether world government will be achieved by conquest or by consent. Well, friends, man devises his own ways. He seeks to create a utopian world order promising peace, inevitably through a counterfeit prince of peace. Thus enters the Great Reset, a euphemism for the one world government, the one world order, the new world order, globalism, the anti-gospel. The world's been yearning for a utopia, it's been the dream and dominion of men throughout the ages to this very time. From the Tower of Babel in Genesis 11 to the trumpeting of the New World Order in our generation, mankind and its various kingdoms and rulers have sought to govern the then-known world in power and glory. But inevitably, man's lust for power and glory seeks to eclipse, to escape, or even defy the power and the glory of the Creator. The problem. The problem with pursuit of global government is not in the nature of government itself, for God has ordained government, as we know, as the minister of God to us for good, to protect against evil and praise that which is good. And civil government among mankind is to be conducted under the overarching fear of the God of the Bible, His governance. When humans, though, forsake the fear of the Lord, God's ways of government and covenantal oversight and revelation are no longer available to us. Man, therefore, devises his own ways, seeking to create a utopian world order promising peace on earth, inevitably through a counterfeit prince of peace who will control everything. So, There's no question about it. The promise and hope of a utopian global order ushering in world peace is profoundly alluring to the natural mind, especially when we hear of wars and rumors of wars and uh, famines, potential famines, and also uh, pestilence and so on, viruses throughout the world. After all, who in their right mind would not yearn for peace to avert even a nuclear holocaust? Well... Men will cry, peace, peace, as the Bible says, but there is no peace. So today on Viewpoint, we are going to take a look, perhaps shockingly to many, we're going to take a look at what is really developing. Now, in order to do that, we are going to look to a number of different uh, observers people who are in positions of uh, a clear 
revelation of what's going on in our world. And we're going to see just how far this new world order has moved and what its implications are for you and for me. To begin with, we go to the Hungarian Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, who has become somewhat of a pariah in Europe and around the world because he's a Christian. And he has long been recognized as a renegade, therefore, not willing to submit to a globalist agenda or the mandates of this established new power structure that's coming into position. And now he's warning that the COVID-19 pandemic was just a prelude to what he calls a, a serious stress test that will be coming from the United Nations and the World Economic Forum. He cited the UN's Agenda 2030 campaign and charged that it is nothing less than global government tyranny that enslaves all of humanity. Now, that may be hard for many of us to believe, to understand, to uh, be able to grasp, but I trust that by the time this program is over today, you will have the ability to grasp it in ways that you never even dreamed possible. And so, please stay tuned. I'm Chuck Chris Myron's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, and viewpoint really, really does determine destiny. I'm not talking about this program. I'm talking about our viewpoints. There are no neutral viewpoints. Our viewpoints concerning the uh, advancement toward global government is taking place at breakneck speed, friends, It is absolutely breathtaking. So, why would Dr. Fauci, building on what we have just said and heard from uh, the Hungarian prime minister, why would Dr. Fauci now say that he's not sure how many COVID shots are going to be needed? That's right. He said on Monday, it's likely that people who have been vaccinated will need more booster shots, but he isn't sure how many. In other words, he wants to keep you on the rails of coaster sh- uh, uh, COVID shots. But why? The interview followed the confirmation by Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla on Monday that a fourth shot will be necessary. So Fauci told the CNBC that two years after the pandemic was declared, he couldn't predict that was ahead for the COVID vaccines. The answer, he says, we don't know. I mean, that's it. We don't know. In other words, he really isn't all that confident in science because he has a bigger agenda. His bigger agenda has to do with the Great Reset and the new global order. That's exactly what his dear friend, Bill Gates, is uh, pushing for and has been pushing for and is seeking to finance and Fauci is riding his coattails. Fauci insisted that any move toward normal to keep the virus under control would require regular COVID shots similar to the annual flu shot. So now he's saying it's not just a fourth shot, probably every year. On Friday, last Friday, despite the mildness of the dominant Omicron variant and the evidence that the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine hasn't stopped infection or transmission, Yet, while posing serious health risks, 
The president of the company, Pfizer, said that his company will ask the FDA to grant emergency use authorization for a second booster of four shot, which he is doing as we speak right now. Bourla acknowledged that two doses of his vaccine offer very limited protection, if any, against Omicron. So those of you who think that you've got a shot and you got a second shot or even a third shot, friends, what he's saying is, It's not really doing you any good. Except perhaps to create far more danger for you and for your health, as we will soon see. That's just the beginning. Our program today is not about Omicron. It's not about COVID. It's not about vaccines. It's about something much, much greater and more frightening. We'll be right back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Today, we look at the amazing movement toward the Great Reset, set to be put in total position by 2030, just eight years from now, less than eight years from now. The European Union's top health agency has warned that getting boosted every four months could harm the immune system's ability to fight off disease. Are you listening? So while this is going to be pushed on a globalist scale for unending vaccines or jabs, the European Union's top health agency has warned that getting these boosters could be very harmful to your immune system's ability to fight off disease. And they're right. Why is that? Because actually, the mRNA vaccine slash jab with its spike proteins is actually designed to completely replace your immune system, the one God gave you, and to replace it with a counterfeit or alternative immune system, the one that the global government wants to give you. Are you beginning to see the trajectory here? This is about globalism and its entire uh, thought processes, its entire intentions to replace that which God has ordained, not just for your health, but in every other aspect of life, to replace it with the vision of a new utopian Tower of Babel type of global government where humankind through technology is seeking to replace God or actually to become God. Now, lest you should think that this is just way beyond, way, way beyond, 
you will need to put on your calendar the need to get a copy of my new book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages when it comes out in June. You must do it. Because we have an entire chapter in there, a lengthy chapter that shows precisely what technology is seeking to do and to accomplish. And its goal is to replace God and to turn you into mini-gods. Speaking again concerning COVID and the jabs, Data from many countries now indicate that people who are fully vaccinated have a higher risk of hospitalization and death than the vaccinated data from the CDC itself shows. Um, in, in fact, data from the CDC itself shows a massive increase in C, uh, COVID-19 infections and hospitalizations among the fully vaccinated. CDC officials have acknowledged hiding the public from the public most of the agency's COVID data for fear that the public would actually understand the horrible dangers of it. Walensky still refuses to fulfill her promise to a Senate committee to provide data on vaccine-related deaths. Now, that gives us an understanding where the COVID issue fits in the greater panoply of the Great Reset. It is an ushering in, uh, almost like a, a shoehorn kind of thing, of a crisis to usher in fear to drive the populace of the world into this a readiness for a new global world government. Andy Schlafly came out with a piece uh, a couple of weeks ago stating the global deep state's Ukraine debacle. Now, now we're going to shift from the virus, from COVID and the so-called vaccines, to a whole new arena that is fitting or kick-starting, as one has written in the World Tribune yesterday, the second phase of the Great Reset. Having achieved overwhelming success in the first phase of the Great Reset, that is the COVID pandemic, the World Economic Forum has found its catalyst for phase two, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, they didn't cause Russia to invade Ukraine. They're seizing upon this. While the pandemic acclimated the world to lockdowns, normalized the acceptance of experimental medications, and precipitated the greatest transfer of wealth to corporations by decimating small and medium-sized businesses. An additional vector was required to accelerate the economic collapse before nations can so-called build back better. Now, build back better, as you know, was the mantra or theme of the New World Order uh, brought about by Klaus Schwab, the founder and uh, head of the World Economic Forum. And so Joseph Biden, when he ran for president, adopted that very mantra, build back better, from the new world order, the, from the uh, World Economic Forum, as his 
campaign slogan. He didn't make it up. He bought into it, which was a signal that Joe Biden had bought into and was going to be an agency to catapult the United States and the world into the new global order or Great Reset. John Kerry, his uh, environmental czar, declared just as much. He said that the inauguration of Joe Biden would move the world much more rapidly toward the new global government and the Great Reset. So, this analysis by the staff of the World Tribune says that there are several ways in which the conflict between Russia and Ukraine now has kick-started phase two of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. Now, I go back for just a moment to comments made by Andy Shaffley just a couple of weeks earlier, the global deep state's Ukraine debacle. Europeans don't want to merge with Ukraine, and most Ukrainians and Russians don't want that merger either. Yet the deep state has pressed for this fantasy until the horrible conflagration ignited. This is the so-called new world order that leads nations into wars. In the United States and world Europe, the Western Europe, the unelected officials who comprise the deep state think they can force global alliances that are contrary to millennia of bonds and cultures. The deep state has wrongly promoted the European Union for everyone as a sort of one world government. In fact, the European Union is seen as the preeminent model for moving toward this new world order. And it began two years after Israel became a nation. It was reunited prophetically in 1948. And now we see all of these things advancing rapidly. Now we go back to the World Tribune article about the various aspects showing how the conflict between Russia and Ukraine has kick-started phase two of the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. First, the war between Russia and Ukraine is already causing unprecedented disruption to global supply chains, exacerbating fuel shortages and inducing chronic levels of inflation. Did you know that yesterday the Fed actually began the process of increasing interest rates that have held off for many, many years and began the process of increasing interest rates because of inflation. Another recession will compound global resource thirst, narrow the scope for self-sufficiency, and significantly increase dependence on government subsidies. This may well be a prelude to the introduction of a universal basic income leading to a highly stratified neo-feudal order. Therefore, the World Economic Forum's ominous prediction that we will own nothing and be happy by 2030 seems to be unfolding with horrifying rapidity. Two, the the war's economic fallout will lead to a dramatic downsizing of the global workforce. 
The architects of the Great Reset have anticipated this trend for a number of years and will exploit this economic turbulence by propelling the role of disruptive technologies to meet global challenges and fundamentally alter traditional business patterns. A recurring theme in Klaus Schwab's shaping the future of the fourth industrial revolution is that groundbreaking technology, uh, technological and scientific innovations will no longer be relegated to the physical world around us, but become extensions of ourselves. Please note that as a footnote in your mind until the second half of the program today, when you are going to hear directly from one of the leader's voices concerning something that, quite frankly, I don't know how else to put it, will probably terrify you. Number three, the war has significantly reduced Europe's reliance on the Russian energy sector and reinforced the centrality of the UN Sustainable Development Goals and net zero emissions which lie at the heart of the Great Reset. Policymakers marching lockstep with the Great Reset have capitalized on the tough sanctions against Russia by accelerating the shift toward green energy and reiterating the importance of decarbonization as part of the fight against climate change. In fact, this very day, the recommendation has been made to stop for the government in the United States to stop all drilling, or oil production on federal lands. Just totally stop it. Why? They tell us why. To force the agenda of climate change. Reducing your carbon footprint. But this will centralize power in the hands of stakeholder capitalists under the benevolent guise of reinventing capitalism through fairer and greener means, using deceptive slogans like Build Back Better. Four, food shortages created by the war will radically transform the agricultural sector. Already are, by the way. Russia and Ukraine, if you didn't know it already, are both breadbaskets of the world, and critical shortages in grains, fertilizers, vegetable oils, and essential foodstuffs will catapult the importance of biotechnology to food security and give birth to imitation meat startups similar to Impossible Foods, which was co-funded by Bill Gates. Notice every time Bill Gates gets involved. Five. Russia's exclusion from SWIFT, that is Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication, foreshadows an economic reset which will generate precisely the kind of blowback necessary for corralling large swaths of the global population into a technocratic control grid. While the demand for cryptocurrencies will see a massive spike, this is likely to encourage many governments to increasingly regulate the sector through public block chains and enforce a multilateral ban on decentralized cryptocurrencies. The shift to crypto could expect uh, expedite plans for programmable money. Notice the word programmable money. Overseen by a federal regulator, 
leading ultimately to power in the hands of a powerful global technocracy and thus sealing our enslavement to financial institutions. This will effectively render the traditional separation of powers between central banking institutions and governments obsolete, whose sovereignty will be hollowed out by the wholesale capture of governments by the central banks and hedge funds. Therefore, the nation-state model is gradually being upended by a global technocracy. All right. Now, that gives us a picture, a very, very uh, clear picture, I think, of where things are going. Now, now, in the second half of the program, friends, your eyes are going to be opened as to what really is happening and why the vision for the future is terrifying. We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, on the front page are two great videos. First, an interview and discussion of Chuck's book, Out of Egypt. Also, a great TV interview with Chuck regarding his book, Seduction of the Saints. Much more videos, a for pastors only section, and also you can view Chuck's weekly teachings. All at his website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Also on Chuck's website, listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast. Listen to the archives. Maybe you missed a program. Check it out at saveus.org. Also, there are some great resources, hospitality information, also information about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, newsletters, articles, prophecy, prayer and revival information, all at saveus.org. Again, always a delight to be able to come before you to discuss the most important issues of our time from God's eternal perspective. I take no great joy in having to share with you what we're sharing here on this program today. But it is real, it is true, and it is revealing how far things have gone toward the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, the coming beast empire, and the beast who will lead that beast empire known as the Antichrist or counterfeit Christ or imposter. And that's the reason why, friends, I believe that the Lord led me to write the book Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter, just a little over a year ago. And uh, we've been doing our very best to get this message out uh, across the United States and around the world, but we need your help. We really do. Uh, People need to know, your friends and relatives, those you uh, consider uh, important, need to know. All over the world, they need to know. And I want to urge you to come on board with us and help us get that message out. Really. The book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Now, it's yours on our website, $22. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or go to the website, saveus.org, saveus.org. 
Now, you can direct other people to that anywhere in the country and all over the world. In addition to that, I urge you to seriously consider directing your friends, Romans, and countrymen, and so on, all over the world to our website so that they can listen to this program. Not just this one today, but can begin to listen to the program. And quite frankly, what we're hearing from people when they do that is either they reject it altogether and mock it, or their hearts are gripped and they begin to listen and their lives are changed. We get testimony from them, letters and emails and so on, how this program has become an anchor for people of encouragement, of strength, of faith, of hope, and yes, also to be informed of that which is coming. So uh, again, don't wait for somebody else to do it, and we cannot rely upon the traditional uh, efforts, the traditional systems of modern capitalism to get the message out, because everything in the system mitigates against getting the message out. One of the reasons we are on the air here by radio is to be able to leap over the walls of resistance. Through the radio, we're able to leap over the traditional walls that are keeping people, yes, even among Christians, keeping people from hearing the fullness of God's truth for these times. I know it sounds strange, but it is absolutely true. And with every month that passes, we are more and more convinced that that's exactly what is happening. There are many forces out there, unwitting to you, that do not want this message to get out because they want to protect the status quo until such time as you will not be able to do anything about it. And at that time, all of a sudden there'll be panic and people will be unprepared. But in the process now, we are preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. That's what we're doing. We're discipling for destiny. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. We are encouraging. We are strengthening. We're teaching. We're doing all of those things. All right. Now, we're talking about globalism, the anti-gospel, friends. Man is devising his own way, seeking to create a utopian world order, promising peace, but inevitably will lead through a counterfeit prince of peace to a one-world government, a horrific, terrifying world order. One world over, one world government. Now, again, get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. It's on the website, saveus.org. $22, we'll put it in your hands. It's a 450-page book, and uh, I, I tell you, as you read it, your eyes are going to be opened, and I trust also your heart as well. So, we move forward. This is an article that came out by Leo Homan called Front Men of the Great Reset, or Who Influences the Influencers? Meet Klaus Schwab's Chief Advisor. So I'm going to share with you 
uh, excerpts of what Leo Holman has to say here, and then we are going to actually hear from this man who is so revered in the arena of the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, and the pursuit of a one-world order. So where does Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum, get his bizarre, indeed frightening ideas about transhumanism, globalism, and technocracy? Who shapes his worldview? Who is whispering into the ears of Biden, Trudeau, Macron, Johnson, Zelensky, and other front men for the global Great Reset? Trudeau is definitely tied in tightly with Klaus Schwab. In fact, Schwab brags that he has infiltrated half of Trudeau's cabinet there in Canada with graduates of his school for young global leaders. Fred's President Macron is advised by Jacques Attali, or Attali. Boris Johnson in the UK is tied to the British royal family, which are huge advocates for the Great Reset. But what about Klaus Schwab himself? As founder and executive director of the World Economic Forum, Schwab has direct access to the Canadian and U.S. governments, as well as leaders throughout the EU, Australia, and New Zealand. In other words, the whole Western world, the resurrected Roman Empire. Just as the prophet Daniel foretold, the last great power on earth. So who advises uh, Schwab? The Israeli historian, author, and transhumanist Noah Yuval Harari is named by multiple online sources as Schwab's top advisor. One site even calls Harari the mastermind of Schwab's ideas. It was Schwab who said that the fourth industrial revolution would lead to the fusion of of our physical, biological, and digital identities. Notice those words, the fusion of our physical, biological, and digital identities. Schwab also talks about human beings as if they're machines to be programmed and reprogrammed according to the behaviors that those in authority would like them to have, making them obedient slaves of the Great Reset, which represents a totally transformed digital society. Patrick Wood, who is editor-in-chief at uh, Technocracy News and Trends, has studied this man Harari in depth and says, he is your model transhumanist who thinks he can become God. He is the chief philosophical advisor to the World Economic Forum and one of the premier authorities in World Economic Forum circles. They hang on his every word. He's an Israeli. That's a problem. The level of evil we are dealing with here is so intense that most Christians and conservatives have no idea how deep it goes and will frankly have trouble believing it. Another thing worth noting is that Harari is not only tied in with Schwab, He has a large following among Western elites. One of Harari's admirers is Barack Obama, the man who has the ear of Joe Biden. 
In fact, Obama has called Harari his favorite author. Now, just remember the trajectory of Barack Obama when he took office right from the get-go. He began to work toward a new world order. That's what he was about. It's interesting that just as the U.S. petrodollar is failing internationally, Mr. Biden, as if on cue, issues an executive order last week calling for the Attorney General Merrick Garland, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and Fed Chair Jerome Powell to put together a report on the creation of a central bank digital currency. Please note, this is not just a theory, this is a definite goal, and we'll get there shortly. In his executive order to that report, President Biden said the report must be finished and on his desk within 180 days. In other words, within six months. Does anyone really think the idea for a centrally controlled digital currency and the timing of its creation came from Joe Biden? No. The reason a digital currency will soon be needed is because the hard currency represented by physical paper and coinage are going to be phased out very shortly. The decisions to this end are not being made at the presidential level. The drive toward a global digital money system involves decisions made by people at a much higher level. The decision has been made, and there will be no stopping it short of God's supernatural intervention. Everything we see happening on the world stage right now is geared toward the emergence of two things. Here they are. The creation of a digital global ID system that will launch as a simple vaccine passport but evolve into a universally recognized overarching idea and ID that is, and the creation of a digital global money system. And the World Economic Forum has been openly pushing for both of these. When we get back, friends, I hope you will listen with an open heart and mind. It's going to be shocking. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by His Spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, Behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. In this segment of the program, the final segment today... 
You better anchor your seatbelt, my friends, and maybe put on a shoulder harness as well and take a tranquilizer. Because what you're about to hear is, I don't know how else to frame it, it is utterly terrifying that anyone would have this kind of idea, and yet this man, Yuval Noah Harari, is seen as the one who truly is guiding the force behind the World Economic Forum, the force behind Klaus Schwab, behind the whole globalistic movement. There are two things that have to happen. The creation of a digital global ID system, launching first as a simple vaccine passport, which they're trying to do, but evolve into a universally recognized overarching ID, and the creation of a digital global money system. That's what the World Economic Forum has been pushing. Only those two things are in place. That is, once they're in place, digital money and digital ID for all persons, the global uh, effort can proceed without... Uh, restriction into a truly one world system under which nothing will happen outside of their surveillance and control. It will no longer be possible to purchase anything or conduct any business outside of the system, and it's all seeing eye. Now, with that having been said, we listen now to the voice itself of this man an Israeli, a godless Israeli, Yuval Noah Harari, who is going to tell us exactly where things are going. Please listen carefully. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer 
natural selection is replaced by intelligent design. The era of inorganic life is now beginning. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Now, because it might have been very difficult for you to pick up the words of uh, Mr. Harari in the earlier part of this, uh, let me just uh, indicate that we're going to re-air it because it's only about two minutes in length. But those two minutes are filled to the max. They are actually filled to the max so that we can understand the very heart throb of what is happening with the move toward a new world government under the World Economic Forum and the so-called Great Reset. Maybe your digital money, since it's not only digital but programmable, will be programmed to automatically shut off when you reach your quota of any goods or services that the government decides is right for you. As part of your overall allotted carbon footprint necessary to save the planet and also keep your social credit score within the range of what's acceptable, remember, all of the corporations that make and sell stuff are going to be on board with the government in enforcing this new totalitarian system. It's all part of the Great Reset and is necessary for the so-called greater good of humanity. That's what the elites are telling us, and Pope Francis is 100% on board with it, is one of the leading voices behind the scenes toward this new global order. So, we're going to go back now, and we're going to listen to Mr. Harari again, and hopefully we can... um, Hopefully, we can hear it more clearly than we did originally. So here we go. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. Free will is over, he said. Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Yeah, I mean, everything is being digitalized. Everything is being monitored. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste because a crisis is an opportunity to also do good reforms that in normal times people will never agree to. But in a crisis, you see, we have no chance. So, 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 so let's do it. Vaccine won't help us. Go the vaccine the will help us, of course. It will make things you know, more manageable. Surveillance. People could look back in 100 years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over especially surveillance under the skin, which I think is maybe the most important
important development of the 21st century is this ability to hack human beings, to go under the skin, collect biometric data, analyze it, and understand people better than they understand themselves. This, I believe, is maybe the most important event of the 21st century. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Natural selection is replaced by intelligent design. The era of inorganic life is now beginning. In the coming decades, AI and biotechnology will give us godlike abilities to re-engineer life and even to create completely new life forms. We are about to enter a new era of inorganic life shaped by intelligent design. Our intelligent design. Notice, we replace God. That's what he's saying. You and I, humankind, the elites of the world, will replace God. It's our intelligent design, he says, not God's. Our intelligent design. We will be equal to the Most High. We will ascend to the heights of the north. That's exactly what Satan said. I will be like the Most High. Who do you think is engineering this, these deceptive and dangerous ideas? Friends, it is God's arch enemy. Rebellious Lucifer. And he is going to, and already is, you can hear it happening right here in the words of uh, this Israeli man, Harari, who is being looked upon as the chief uh, voice behind the scenes, so to speak, telling the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and the leaders of the world what needs to happen. And it's going to happen, he said. This is, these are the clearest identifications of the 21st century, he says. Now, the one thing he did not mention is a one-world religion. But that's also being created under the auspices of so-called oneness and the brotherhood of man. And unless you truly have the Lord Jesus Christ and his word burned into your mind and heart, you will submit to this new one-world digital beast system backed up by the Laodicean compromised churches. You will. And that's the reason why, friends, over and over and over again for years now on this program, we have been upping the ante to woo and to warn professing Christians that they are susceptible. In fact, all the warnings of Scripture are to believers, not pagans and not unbelievers. The only warnings to pagans and unbelievers came when Jonah was directed to Nineveh, and at least they listened and repented. All of the prophets of Israel were never heeded, including Christ himself. So, why do we think it will be any different now on the near edge of the second coming of Christ? It won't. 
Jesus warned about it. People are going to be unprepared. That's the message of the uh, the five foolish virgins and the five uh, ready virgins who had oil in their lamps. That's the message. Over and over again, the parables of Jesus are warning us to be ready. You say, oh, I'm ready. Oh, yeah? How do you know? You think you can't be deceived? The mere fact that you think you can't be deceived, you're already deceived. Because if you couldn't be deceived, then all of the warnings of Scripture, including from Christ himself, would be meaningless. God wasted his words. Now, the B system is being erected now under the language of the Great Reset. And at some point, the B system will be handed over to a man, just as described in Revelation chapter 13. We know him as the Antichrist, because he's against Christ. But this whole system is against Christ. This whole system is against God. So, If you're a member of the remnant of true Christian believers, you can never join this system. But resisting it is going to make you a supreme target. So, how should we then live? That's the real issue. It's not about uh, fantastical information. The reason for this information, the reason for this program today is not just so that you will be informed, but rather so that you will be transformed and prepare. It's time for us to seriously consider our lives, friends. Those of us who profess to be followers of Jesus Christ, including pastors, we must seriously consider our lives. And if you're a parent, a grandparent, a pastor, a parachurch leader, anybody, a Sunday school teacher. We need to be preparing people to be able to stand and having done all to stand, stand. But most of our Christian people today, professing Christians, are not prepared. Absolutely unprepared. Feelings have become their Lord. It's a dangerous time. Thanks for joining us. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. Become a, 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 a donor a supporter, a partner with us. Do it today. Go to the website, saveus.org, and let's get it going and let's get the message out. God bless and be a blessing. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.